Hey, it's Tom Kradza, and you know why I'm super excited about this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show? With Greg and Brian on the show, this defines why we started Rockstar Real Estate. So these guys started some Amazon and e-commerce businesses, and the reason it defines why we started Rockstar Real Estate is because we began this entire journey in business to help people live their life on their terms. And we strongly believe that real estate can be a huge part of that, but it's not definitely not the only option to any of us. You know, Nick and I ourselves, even though we own a brokerage that helps real estate investors, we're not tied to real estate as the one and only way to kind of help yourself. We believe you want multiple streams of income from all different sources. So we met Greg and Brian, and you'll hear them share the story um, through Rockstar. Uh, we helped them buy some properties. They were real estate investors. And then they went off and started these very cool Amazon businesses and have started e-commerce companies now. And they met each other here at Rockstar. So the whole Rockstar membership has been a place where like-minded people who are all trying to do the best things for their lives kind of meet each other, and we could not be more thrilled to play a small part in that. So that to have them now then share their story on this journey is really coming full circle for us. So we're going to do more of this of different different people, different Canadians who are living life on their terms. You'll share their you'll hear them share their story and some of the frustrations that we've all had working in the corporate world. Um, we had a good laugh over that. And if you're listening to this and you want to know more about the Rockstar Inner Circle membership, the place to go for that is rockstarinnercircle.com. So that's our one of our websites. So www.rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member. So if you go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member, you'll see a quick summary of what you get as a Rockstar Inner Circle member. And the reason I'm sharing that specifically on this episode of the show is that we have now started doing e-commerce classes um, here at Rockstar with Greg and Brian's help. You'll hear a little bit more of that in their story as well. We've also began some entrepreneur classes and some building business classes. In June, we're going to be doing the Entrepreneur Summit. So uh, stay tuned. We'll have more details for that. But that's enough of all that for now. Um, let's get to Greg and Brian and me and Nick sharing their story. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Good. Yeah. So we're live, guys. So there you go. We're uh, we're on radio. Brian, you got all serious when we said that we're live there. Yeah, he changed the position. Yeah, he, he really quiet. changed his posture. Is, is, no, so <laughs> Brian Zamit, or we just learned that it's Brian Zam. I already forgot. Zamit? Zamit. Yeah, that's that's the Maltese way to say it. Maltese. Brian's, we're going to have to Brian, right into the mic, Brian. Ten times to speak to the microphone. You can move the mic. No, just pull the mic to your, yeah, you, nah, yeah there, there you go. go. Moves like that. Yeah, see right, how that works? There yeah, there you go. Better. Okay, Brian Zamit Maltese. Uh Wait, you can't nod on a podcast. You have to speak. <laughs> so uh, this is the miming show. Yeah, this is the mime. Yes. Everyone's got to figure yeah. it out. When, uh, and then Greg, uh, how am I pronouncing your last name? Kowalczyk. 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 Yeah, butchered that Kowal one too. Kowalczyk. Kowalczyk. Greg Kowalczyk. Yeah. Uh, Polish. That's a Polish name. Yes. You came to Canada how many years ago? That's ninety-seven. Uh, uh, ninety-two. Nineteen ninety-two. 
That oh, was 27 okay. years ago. Or oh, right at the kind of uh, beginning. Of, no, right at kind of a big real estate crash right around 19. Yeah, yeah there you go. Maybe you brought it. Did yeah. you get a, you got here before Did you? Did you get a good deal on a property? No, not really. <laughs> no, could, what did you do, I rent when I you got here? I lived could, with family. I, I couldn't actually find the apartment at that time. Really? Yeah. Why? It just was, there was nothing available? It was nothing available. And we, ha- we had to bribe the superintendent. Oh. <laughs> a boy. See, I like people like oh, that. Get yeah. stuff done. I like. W- so you bribed the super to get first in line? Uh, not just to get us uh, in, in the apartment. Because every, for the first month, we lived in, uh, in the basement. What did you bribe? Huh. So what? Like, you, like, how much did you pay him? 400 bucks. So I thought you were going to say with sausages or something. <laughs> well, no, but, but you know what? 400 bucks is a lot more th- even then than it is now. But what about, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and then that, when there was a vacancy, he just put your application to the front of the line. That's yeah. kind of how it worked? Oh, yeah. yeah. Huh. And Good then we had, we had to uh, ref- uh, refurbish the apartment, you know, basically. What part of Toronto? No, that was Mississauga. Mississauga Hur- where? Huron- Huron- and Dundas. Highway 10 and Dundas? Yeah. yeah. Where that building just exploded. Uh, a little <laughs> bit down, you know. Was that your old building? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, got it. Okay. Highway 10 and Dundas. I was downtown Mississauga back in the day. Yeah. But I should I should buy it at that time, you know. It was only $5 million. Yeah. <laughs> you should have. Because if it was $5 million then, it's a whole heck of oh, yeah, a lot def- more now. Definitely. Yeah, I don't even know the building, but I know it's more now. I just like the fact that you bribed the super. And Brian, born yeah, Brian, in Canada? Who, who have you bribed? Was, yeah. You, have you bribed anybody in your <laughs> life? Our uh, father bribed a police officer or tried to once, remember? I was too small. Oh, yeah, was no. I too small? I, I don't remember it. So I'm yeah, just he got pulled over, small. tried to bribe the cop. Cop said, we don't do that in Canada. And I think he threatened the, our dad with <laughs> something further. But anyway. It was worth a shot. No, no. Uh, no, no bribery. <laughs> no bribery in your life? Nothing that you're willing to commit to? Um, okay, guys. The reason that we have you on, we wanted to share a little bit of your stories um, so don't get all serious on us. Um, but you guys were, bo- were you both in the corporate world? Yeah. You're both oh, in yeah, corpor- definitely. Greg, you were doing what? I was doing uh, engineering. So basically when I came to Canada, I was, I, I didn't speak a word in English. So I, first I just went back to high school. I went to, to college I, and then got my first job as an engin- uh, engineering job. You speak really softly. Don't worry, you speak well. <laughs> we don't want everyone to hear you. Okay, so engineer, and then uh, who, what was the company in Canada that you were, just an engineering company? What type of engineering? Yeah, it was uh, uh, strip processing, uh, uh, metal strip processing. So it basically we design and uh, build uh, heavy machinery. And Brian, you? Um, I, born uh, here, yep. university? Yeah, at uh, Oh, you followed the dream path. <laughs> you're born here, university, and then corporate job. Uh, well, I started a company actually right out of school with a friend. Hmm. Um, it was a consulting company. We were doing uh, Linux system admin stuff. Oh, my God. Um, Linux, I remember what that What year stuff. was that? Mm-hmm. When were you yeah. doing that? So that was 97, mm-hmm. 98, somewhere in there, 99, in there. Um, we ran that for a little while. We did some some pretty cool stuff with, like, uh, stockbrokers in, on Bay Street uh, with a satellite company, some some some, some pretty cool stuff. Um, but uh, it's... Uh, yeah, I wanted something different. Um, basically, uh, I wanted to see what I could do in the corporate world, see a bigger company. And, uh, you know, we, we, were, we were trying to educate people at the time. Yeah, It was Linux. a bit too early. Yeah, yeah. Things had just started to take off for Linux, like yeah, very early for yeah, Linux. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Too early. And educating a, a marketplace is is, uh, is too slow. Remember it, those first Linux uh, graphical inter- uh, user interfaces that Linux had? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It made Windows look amazing. Yeah. They were pretty horrible. Yeah, That's they've good. come a long way, um, especially on the back end. But 
So we did that and then uh, went to the corporate world um, as a Linux system admin and then as a manager of IT ops for companies and ran teams in like the Philippines and China um, and uh, some stuff with uh, email and voice over IP stuff. Uh, we sent a, sent a lot of email. Um, the one system was sending like two and a half billion emails a day. So I'm sorry for that. You were an email you spammer. Those guys. <laughs> it was uh, highly targeted. Uh, how oh many, my how gosh, it really was spam? <laughs> how, many Viagra, how many Viagra pills are you responsible for? <laughs> Probably billions, maybe trillions. <laughs> okay, so corporate world, both corporate world, and then you guys, uh, Brian, you stumbled onto us. I, were you still in the corporate world when you found Rockstar, or you were gone already? Yeah, so I was a year or two out from making my own exit from the corporate world. I've been investing in stocks. I figured out you know, a few years before that that um, doing what I was doing would not get me where I wanted to be. And I started planning for that. I started buying stocks and reading about everything from, from marketing to um, uh, all kinds of things to do with like online marketing and uh, buying stocks, dividend paying stocks, figuring out kind of what, what else could I do with my time rather than just sit at the job and get better at my job because I'm not going to get where I want to be. How many of us have taken that same journey? I'm going mad in my corporate job. What else can I do to make oh, money? Yeah. I used to leave. I remember leaving when, I, when my... When I was working at uh, my government job, I would leave every day pissed off. <laughs> and I, you know, and some people love it because like I really didn't have to do that. Like those stereotypes, at yeah. least to me, the stereotypes about government workers in my position. I'm not talking about any other government worker, but in my <laughs> sure position, they were kind of true. Like for me to look good, yeah. I didn't really have to do a whole heck of a lot. But it <laughs> bothered me because I just felt like I was wasting away there. It was yeah. you know, it was really frustrating. That's what triggered my whole journey into real estate. Because it was something else to do, and I felt like I had the time and the cycles to do it because of what my current job, you know, where it was. So then, Brian, you um, were you married with kids when you decided to quit your job? Yep, I had one kid, and actually, uh, I was let go the day before my son was born. Oh, oh no way! That's perfect time. Not, not, not exactly. congratulations on the son. Congratulations on being let go. <laughs> yeah, I guess both. Great, right? Yeah. Five, five years ago, March thirtieth. No way. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. At that point, I realized that maybe my priority shouldn't have been just to figure out who I want to be, but also that someone else controlled my life. It really hit home at that point. Like, oh, I'm about to have another kid. Yeah, were you freaking out about money? Well, yeah, it was like I was a year I was a year or two out. So, you know, it's probably further ahead in planning maybe than most people at that age would be. But it was still a like a full stop. I'm a couple of years away from possibly, from being able to manage my own finances, like on my own, like without a job. I, I'm in trouble. Like, what am I going to do? Um, and I, I really hit home that I was uh, owned basically by a company, one one department, one person. One person could say, you don't get money next week. They could See tell ya. me, uh, you can't go on vacation or you can. You know, when can you take your 15 days? They can decide that. That you can't see your son's soccer game, your daughter's yeah. dance or so, whatever it is. That set you off one time. That, that when you set to, me right? off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that drove me. Yeah. Uh, that finally hit me. I'm like, I don't want to be here anyway. This is not for me. This, this is not going to end well for anybody if I stay here <laughs> or so go back think, to this. Let me ask you something. Do you think you got let go because people could sense your attitude was, I'm not going to be in the corporate world. And because they picked that up from you, they realized you weren't a team player. So when it was time to make some changes, they said, get rid of Brian Zamit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't say. Uh, I, I, don't th I don't know that it was related. Okay. Yeah. There were some changes made at the, uh, the company after, but uh, I, I don't you think know, it's related. When I came out of school, I was recruited by Procter & Gamble. I went through their interview process, which at that time was like multiple stages. 
and I was finally at what was I was told was the last stage was the person that was basically taking me around the building and that's the you know for the day they told me this is pretty much a formality I went out to lunch with a couple employees so they would get to know me and then I was uh, this would be in the IT department I met with a couple guys I don't know if they were gonna be my direct bosses or whatever and after the interview or just the conversation they're like so do you have any questions for us and I said yeah like can you give me an example of you know a couple things that I'd be doing like a couple projects or you know the type of stuff that we do they're and they just kind of look perplexed. They're like, well, well yeah, but, you know, why, why does that matter? I'm like, well, I just kind of want an idea of, of what I'm doing. Like, you know, if I'm going to be walking around the building and putting paper in, in printers or if yeah. I'm going to be coding something or like I'd like to have an idea. And they were taken aback and, and they explained to me quite clearly that I should want to work there for just the opportunity to work with Procter & Gamble and not know okay. what I was doing, but I sh- that's that's the, all that mattered. Get the golden handcuffs. Of yeah, Procter that's all that Gamble. mattered. And I, that literally that whole thing. So I went, I mean, I think this was the fourth interview or the fourth thing. Wow. And it just fell apart. Like I didn't end up getting the job because it, it, the whole tone of the meeting changed at that time. And I was like, to me, it made no sense. I'm like, why? Wow. I want to know what the heck I'm going to be doing, <laughs> right? So it just, it just wasn't a wasn't a fit, that, that type of thing. So to your point, right? Sometimes you just, you, you can see it. Well, I had something happen at, uh, I, I was at a major bank for uh, one of my co-op terms during school. And they had, uh, I don't know if it's the official name, but we called it the Meet the Row Project. Oh, that's what's Data crazy. center in Scarborough. <laughs> and if you can imagine a big square building, the middle of the square building is, is the elevators. Outside the elevators, the managers sit. And the two rows in front of them are the people that work for them, two to four rows that work for them. Well, we did a meet the row project where we stood up with our manager. We went to the next row beside us and said, hi, my name is, and this is what I do. I work beside you. Oh and, and I am not kidding. The lady, the lady sat next to me. She met somebody in the corner. You could, I could stand up and see the person. It's a big building, but you could see the person in the far corner of the building. And they met for the first time. This lady had been working there for over two decades. Wow. And they've been working together to That's some degree crazy. for a oh good portion of those two decades. That hurts my soul. Where they said, hi, I'm so-and-so. Oh, are you, are you this person? Oh, do we talk on the phone? Yeah. Oh, this is what you do? Wow. At that <laughs> point, like this, this should, that should have been a clue that this kind of thing is not for me. I think, uh, you know what, it's funny because it, I'm having a flashback. I was in the IT department of the Royal Bank on Front Street. And I remember I had just started and I didn't have, you know, the little on cubicles, you know, the little name badge that Mm kind of goes over a cubicle wall. Yeah. I remember um, one day, uh, I guess my maybe uh, sixth or seventh day working in this job after university. And I thought I had like hit the home run working for the Royal Bank and stuff. And I guess the VP of the whole department came by and he got there before me in the morning and he left my name badge for that cubicle wall on my desk. And later okay. on that day I saw him and he said, Hey, did you see your name badge? I brought it to your, to your desk. And he was saying it like this was like this awesome, big, exciting <laughs> deal. And it was kind of for whatever reason, I know this sounds ridiculous, but for whatever reason, that conversation made yeah. me think, Oh my God. I cannot stay here. Like this is ludicrous. Like a name badge yeah. doesn't even really ma- matter to me. This is the peak of being here. Yeah, this is it. Wow. You got your name badge for your <laughs> cubicle. You know that. I just that day. I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh!" I started having nightmares yeah. about that job right after that. But uh, anyway, yeah. so you got let go, and then how did you start making money? Um, is that too uh, private? Did uh, you survive? Are yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I had been investing in stocks for for a little bit before that because I had been planning. An exit, or at least to be kind of the plan was to be free. Whether how I worked or where I worked was wasn't the question. It was a, can I be free of what I'm doing? 
uh, or having to go into a normal job. Um, so I had some stocks and some dividends that were, that were paying out from, from the stocks. Um, some savings, uh, a lot of money saved, but we all know that you know that only lasts so long. It's not making income. It's, there's no there's no real uh, interest. Uh, so shortly after, uh, I found you guys. So I had been you know I had been interested in real estate for a while, and it looked like what you were doing made sense. Um, I had tried to to invest a few years before, but it felt like there was roadblocks all the time. Like I, I tried in Guelph a few years before that while I was still in school. And the real estate agent wasn't used to dealing with investors. And I was pretty young. I was basically a kid. And uh, he took me to this one student rental place, went into the basement, bump, bumped my head off the ceiling. I'm not that tall. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine here. It's fine. <laughs> and then we walk around a bit. And I could see out of the foundation of the basement. It was an older place in, in Guelph, just outside of downtown. And it was kind of like cobblestones. Uh, yeah, yeah, we basement. know the type. Yeah, well, yeah. you could see outside. You could see daylight. I'm like, is that, is that a problem? I don't know much about construction, <laughs> but is that going to be an issue? It's like, no, no, don't worry. They're, they're all old houses. It happens all the time. <laughs> mm, no, I, I don't think that's normal. <laughs> and that's you know that's as much info as I could get out of this guy. So I tried a couple of agents, and it got kind of similar roadblocks, and I just uh, didn't come back to it till uh, a few years ago. Found you guys, bought a couple of houses kind of right off the bat. Like, let's, let's go. You're one of those crazy <laughs> people that we meet and you buy properties right away. Yeah, I think it was within within a couple of weeks. <clears throat> I, we were out looking. We closed within within about two months of my first night here. Um, I closed on one and then a the month later closed on another Who did you work property. with on our team? I forget. Uh, Leslie. Oh, Kitchen. that's right. Yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so you bought properties and then what? That wasn't the cash flow from them. No. I'm sure made cash flow, but it's not going to support a growing family. That's right. So then I started playing around with some other stuff online, some online marketing stuff. Um, we did some uh, did some stuff with um, you know puts and calls, margin call stuff uh, on the stock market. Um, that stuff is much more risky than I wanted to uh, play with. Um, and then I found Amazon in 2014, I guess it was. Um, sometime around October, I kind of discovered like, oh, you can be a seller on Amazon. Neat. I didn't know Did about that. Did you have that. product to sell? Uh, in November, I bought the first, I think it was about three products that I bought online. It was basically online arbitrage stuff. So basically like from discount stuff from like Walmart and Target and a bunch of other places online. I bought about $60 worth of stuff and I sent it to Amazon. I sent it to a prep center first and then I went to Amazon. And then the first sale was the beginning of December. Um, yeah, it's beginning of December of, of that year, 2014. It was the first sale. And by the end of December, by the 31st, I hired a VA from the Philippines to basically source products full-time for me. Um, it was New Year's Eve uh, that, uh, that I hired her, and she worked for me for most of the next year, basically looking, for, looking at products uh, every day. And then by, uh, by the first week of April, we had our first 30-day period uh, where we made, uh, it was a $10,000 sales period in uh, 30 days. Wow. So it went pretty, pretty quick. From six yeah. months. Of, but the, that prep center, you know when you first bought, so you wait, you bought just product from Walmart? It was when stuff you sent it sale. to the prep center, what do you mean you sent it to a prep center? Was that to repackage it? You got it. So basically they make sure that there's no price uh, stickers on it. They make sure that it's in good condition. Such facilities not, exist? Yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's a bunch. Just think how many exist now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, there's a whole bunch. Um, some are better than others, but uh, yeah, I just I found one and, and started sending product. And that's pure arbitrage. This reminds me of yes. search engine optimization. 
like yeah. 2000 and I don't know, three, 2004, when you could look at keywords yeah. and can you see, you could see, oh my gosh. <laughs> like for me, the big one was like, oh my gosh, all these people are looking for digital cameras and there's not really that many sites dedicated to digital cameras. Does that, that, yeah. that sounds ridiculous now for two reasons. Everyone well, uses one, a camera on their phone oh, now, yeah, they don't but, the but at the same time, it was all magazines that had all like how to buy a digital camera. So I went and okay. just put information online with keyword optimization and yeah. I got tons of traffic. I started get I got checks from a website for five or six years, hundreds of dollars a month, just from people, from affiliate links. Mm -hmm. Amazing. People, yeah, so it, it reminds me of the same thing. That was just pure arbitrage. Yeah. You're doing the same thing, but now in 2014. And uh, prep center, and then now, so then what? The, the VA then just search for products, same kind of thing, supply, demand, see where there's a little bit of an opportunity? Yep, yeah, because Amazon does provide you a bestseller rank. So you, you can get some idea, you can infer what kind of sales any given most products, uh, how they're doing on Amazon by looking at this ranking. So if you have enough data points, you can kind of piece together where that product will fit in and how many sales it should make. That'll tell you how many you should buy, basically. So, so were, were you doing anything else at this time? So so by the time you were doing, was it full-time on Amazon at that point? I, I, I basically went full-time pretty quick. What's Just, your wife saying about all this? <laughs> I'm going to buy products from Walmart. Like think about the first conversation. I got a good idea. I'm going to buy products from Walmart for $60 well, and then I'm going to sell it on Amazon and darling, this is going to support our family. I, I think, I think at that point she wanted me to do something because I was driving her crazy at home. I can't sit still for very long. Uh, whether it's something to do with the gym or business, starting businesses, I got to do something. Um, like I got myself through university by selling computers. Um, I thought you were going to say by selling something. I didn't know what was coming out, but just at that age, I was like, this okay. could go anywhere. So I, you, I think you're watching always, a lot of narcos. You've always, been yeah, a bit yeah, of a, yeah. you've always been a bit of a hustler in a good way. I mean that in a very good way. There's always something happening. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, yeah like I, I did some some lending in uh, in high school. Like somebody wanted to start up a t-shirt company. I lent them some money. Um, yeah, it's just... So would you say, is your primary family income now Amazon? Yes. Like e-commerce yeah. stuff? Yes. Are you building your own brands off this? Yep. So both uh, our own brands and also... We're getting to you, Greg. <laughs> and also uh, wholesale. What do you mean wholesale? So any of the big brands that you see, anything that's, that's branded, uh, that, that you look around that, that you could recognize, basically you can also be a seller for this stuff online, whether it's... Um, you know, some brands might have restrictions, but let's say it's uh, Gillette or whether it's Nestle or, or whatever. They need people to sell their stuff. And you can buy stuff uh, wholesale, basically buy cartons of it, and you can sell it as singles. Do they have their own store on Amazon? Most don't, no. Most of these big companies have shied away from, from Amazon or becoming an official Amazon That's, seller. You know, it's so funny you say, I just bought this finally. What's this thing called that holds levels out your iPhone when you're recording oh. video? A, a gizmo? A giz gimbal? Gim thank you. Gimbal. Gimbal. That's what it is. <laughs> and when I went on, I was so confused because there was a certain brand of this product, but I went on, there was like so many resellers mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. So I think that's what's happening. These yeah. guys don't have their own Amazon store that's and right. they've opened it up and there's a bunch of people selling it because I could mm -hmm. buy the exact same product from a bunch of people. Yeah. So then it, the competition is what uh, getting the best number of review price point or is everyone selling it for the same price in that type of situation? For the most part, it's going to be price, but there's also a number of metrics that Amazon will take into account. Like, are you selling through FBA? So is it coming out of an Amazon warehouse? Or are you selling it, like, are you shipping it from your own location? Typically, if you're selling it from Amazon's warehouse, shipping it from Amazon's warehouse, you'll get a slightly higher preference. And is that what you do? 
Yes. Basically, right now, everything's going through FBA. They've got the warehouses, logistics. They handle ret- most of the return process and customer service for, for most of the products. And then why, why wouldn't people do it? Just because it probably costs you more, right? That's right. Yeah. We'll call it, say, about a third of okay. your sales price. Amazon's going to end up keeping in the end. But you don't have to touch a thing. No, I mean, that's huge. I mean, it's all the logistics are taken care of. You just have that's to right. send it there. Yeah. That's, yeah. So see. they take a bit more, but you can go have a life. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Just sell more volume and it, may, it should make up for it in the end. So you then now have your own stuff that you are creating your own brand off of? Yeah, are you so, branding the stuff you're selling now as yeah, your so, own brand? So that's kind of two different separate things. So, so the branding, yes. We actually had um, stuff uh, produced in China. and It's private label. Pri- private labeling. Yeah. So it's not taking, it's not like saying, oh, Nestle's got a great chocolate bar. I'm going to copy it. It's saying, what's selling on Amazon that has maybe some issues that I could improve that will then cause my product to sell as good or better than this other product? Are you guys partners on stuff? I don't even know. You guys run your own businesses? Yeah. It's We've invited you separate, here. We don't know, separate, we yeah. don't know what, anything complete, about what you're okay. doing. No, because well, when you were saying we, I wasn't sure. So I wasn't sure if it was you and Greg or you and your wife yeah. or you and someone else. I didn't we, know what, what, what it was. We so do my, a lot of stuff together, but uh, we have two separate businesses. Okay. Did you guys meet you. through Rockstar? Yeah. Right next door. <laughs> wow. In the meeting, in the uh, okay. training really? room. Okay. Well, then we ha- we must have part ownership. Yeah, of we have an equitable <laughs> stake There's got to be something. We have there. an equitable stake. Did I know you guys the review idea. the membership agreement? Yeah. I think we should go and pull it yeah. out and look at it again. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now that's cool. There's a, sp- a small print with the star beside it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just for you guys. Scratched <laughs> off. And, it's ha- and it's handwritten yeah. in and yeah. the ink's still wet. Okay, so then you're... Yeah, so it's two different things. You're doing this stuff. And then yeah. are you then taking customers off of Amazon and trying to get them to buy from you directly from your own website? Or is that like, no, not going to touch that? So a- Amazon's terms of service says that you are not to do that, that the customers are Amazon's customers. You don't even get the real email address. It's an Amazon email address that then... But let's then, say I buy something, I see your logo on it, and I just yeah. Google up that that brand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, then you're mine. That's oh, okay. okay. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> how are you okay. going to stop that? Amazon just doesn't want you blatantly taking the customer, but you can nudge people towards your brand, your website, your email lists. You can definitely do Is that. Is that why I get those follow-up emails from yeah. certain sellers saying, hey, we would like you to rate your experience with this product because they're trying to get me over to and their you site. will get some inserts inside the package with yeah. the website. And yeah, yeah, like a little flyer inside mm-hmm. saying, yeah, okay. Usually those emails, you can't actually include an email address or website outside of Amazon. But if you mention the brand and you really like it, you might be you might Tempted be willing to, to go. It. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But the inserts, like Greg said, that'll be the place to uh, to go. Like we'll have a you know register here for warranty, lifetime warranty, and you go to their website. Now they got the better email. value to you as a business because now this is a business. Yeah. And is to create an asset of customers off of Amazon that you own a direct relationship mm-hmm. with. No, that's right. That's right. Because then Amazon doesn't control it. Yes. So you're basically arbitraging another way using Amazon because they're the best resource of combined buyers on the planet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A good Everybody for- on Amazon's a buyer. Amazon like, is just a platform. It's a platform. We, yeah. Just and then we you're, sell you're obtaining the customers from Amazon. It's quite yeah. brilliant. You're obtaining the customers from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Then you can do that repeatedly if it's profitable, which I anticipate right. it is. It is. And uh, you take them off of Amazon if you can, yeah. if it's possible, longer term. Yeah. So private label stuff, it's 20 to 30 percent return typically somewhere in there. When people talk about some bigger numbers, it's unlikely they've got all their costs figured out. Um, but 
and much lower, there's something not quite right, or it maybe it's uh, arbitrage or you wholesale. Twenty percent to thirty percent margin, margin on what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, that's really huge. Well, I thought yeah, I thought we were talking about return on product. Yeah, th- that no. is pretty nice. No, it's margin. Mm-hmm. So if you if you feel if you're running it, you know, Nick, like, we got to get into. Amazon. If you have an idea of what you're doing, you're you're about twenty to thirty percent. That's right. It yeah. should be somewhere in there. Even wholesaling, you can uh, do uh, around twenty percent. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Really. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different kind of hustle. Yeah, sure, more competitive too. Yeah, yeah, it it is really competitive. Okay, but, uh, so you guys both have like engineering type personality backgrounds. If you were like a computer guy, you were yeah. this a, is right up engineer. Because you're you crunching know, data here. Yeah, you're basically looking at what product is being sold and searched for. Yeah, seeing a gap that you can step into. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of really attracted me to this model because it was a lot of analytics and numbers to say the data is available from Amazon. So you should be able to draw a line from what's selling and figure out what can you sell yeah, as well. Love, yeah, you work it backwards. I love yeah. it when businesses like that. Um, I, you know, Greg, I wore yesterday. I was skiing and I wore your the the first product. I think it was your first Amazon product. The yeah. bakla- was that baklava. I can't say it either. I always say baklavas, but it's mm-hmm. balak. Well, no, it's a baklava, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. But um, how do you say it? Baklava. Balaklava. Balaklava. That's yeah. That's okay. I, my wife always corrects me. Balaclava. There we go. Balaclava. But it, it awesome. and it was good. And it had the, was that so was that your brand or was that someone else? Because I was looking at the logo yesterday. There was like a little orange circle mm-hmm. type thing, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is one of Greg's brands or if at that time if you were just reselling something else. I don't think you probably started no, that we, approach. We, Greg, we, you're gonna have to talk into the mic. We, we started with uh, that product first, and so know. that was just it wasn't your brand. Like no, you it was that our brand. We started with uh, with uh, basically uh, coming up with the name and logo and everything. Oh, and cool. That was a number of years ago now. When did that? When yeah, was that? that was 2014, the same time. So you thing. guys started pretty much at the same time. Almost at the same yeah. time. And then, Greg, so how's your journey to start? Did you also get fired the day before one of your children no, were born? Actually, <laughs> I, I wasn't fired, but, you know, I, w- I, I went to a, that level of frustration that I got my, myself fired. So you I basically quit. <laughs> yeah, you were one of those. So, uh, like, the company, uh, like, I went from a student position in that company to a manager position. In Over how many years? Over 10 years, I became, uh, you know, like third third person in the company. I was managing a whole engineering department, about 60 engineers. And then, uh, you know, our German uh, German uh, owner, they decided that we are not uh, profiting enough. 10% wasn't enough, so they decided to close the company. Yeah, because they saw the margins you guys they could make on Amazon, Amazon twenty to thirty, and they said ten percent. So then, then they Greg, uh, we're paying you too much. Get lost. <laughs> no, they they actually uh, invited me to Germany. So we moved. Actually, the whole family moved to Germany. Did we know you then already at that time? No, not uh, because that was two thousand nine. Okay. Two thousand nine. Right. We we moved to Germany for I was there almost two and a half years, and then uh, I got to a point that basically I couldn't stand this anymore. You know, just. Uh, I know that was just a head through the wall moment. And and you know what? The other day you shared with me that at that time they suggested that you would uh, to move your to sell your house. Yeah. And he didn't sell his house. He kept his house and then moved back. And you were pretty happy you did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, 2009, it was uh, everybody were even we got appraisal. Uh, and you know the guys said to us, you know, just oh, if you are moving out, you should sell. And I said, no, we are not going to sell. Even the employer, they also said, why you are not selling the house? You know, you, we, we're going to pay for your uh, agent fee and all this stuff. And I wow. said, no. So we got uh, ourselves uh, tenants and they were there 
for the first year. The second year we have had another one and everything went fine. You know, the house was in perfect condition, wow. was just little scratches here and there. Then I realized, you know, that this is, you know, that you can make some money out of real estate. So when we came back, you just, that what I was. How many years went by until you came back? 2011, we came back. So two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Y you hated the Germans. Uh, not Germans, but you know, it's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's different. I'm joking. We all have German <laughs> friends, but, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you came back two years. And that's and when you started your consulting. Uh, yes, at this time, it's just basically I said, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to work for anybody else. It's just I, I, I like to be my own boss. And uh, even with consulting, you still have somebody else's as a boss. Mm -hmm. So I was still searching for for a different thing. You know, at that time, I think because I wanted to get into real estate. So I, I tried one course with somebody from Ottawa and then. I find you guys and you know we bought first house the second house third house and you then you guys were great people look at that <laughs> buying properties with us and uh, and then either that or we have no idea what you were doing maybe it's a numbers thing for us too right it's like oh this worked okay yeah. let's, let's it's just kind of math yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you bought a couple of properties and then you stumbled. When so when did you stumble into Amazon? So two thousand. I was actually looking uh, a lot for uh, different things that I can in involve my kids. You know, like mm -hmm. at that time, my daughter, and uh, you know, obviously engineering is just kind of a you know it's exciting stuff for me, but uh, you know, for uh, for a young girl, it wasn't. Uh, my son, it was still. It was still too young for doing any business. She was in the second year. And then uh, I was kind of looking for, you know, to create a product for myself, you know, that I can, mm -hmm. I can do it. And that's where I found uh, courses uh, offered online. And uh, I, at the first I thought that it, it's a scam, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, I was sitting on the fence, didn't buy the course for uh, for at least four or five months. And then, uh, you know, I was studying this this courses and uh, I saw people that uh, are basically making money out of Amazon. And 2014, I actually pulled the trigger and uh, we bought the course, we created the first product. And, uh, uh, you know, my daughter, she, she joined me. And uh, we have to ship. I remember you talking to us like, hey, can you give us a <laughs> review of our first product? Didn't we buy a product? I think I remember buying your first product and yeah. shipping it you to guys, my New you York. Guys, you, guys, you guys bought, bought few, I think. Eight Nick, we definitely have good. equitable <laughs> statements. <laughs> We're customer number one for Greg. They get yeah. the receipts. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. But we shipped it to our New York post office box mm -hmm. that we had because I guess you were selling only into the States. Yeah, it was yeah. in the States uh, at that time. Okay. So then you were consulting at Amazon, and then so at that uh, at this time I was just full time consulting and, and doing you know, this on the side. Doing this on the side, usually uh, you know from seven till two o'clock in the in the morning. Yeah, that's how it works. So uh, and studying it, and uh, you know going, you know bumping up the. Uh, the values and uh, you know checking different products and. Did uh, you from the beginning? You know how Brian just kind of did some stuff originally just as a little test from Walmart did you it sounds like you created your product right away yeah we we went with the private China no not not at that time you okay. know we just we we went to a regular way that people are uh, using you know going to Alibaba and uh, 
just searching for different suppliers and we found the supplier. Did you do what Brian did where you were analyzing kind of? Yeah, you have to do this. So okay. it's just part of a course. So they, 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 they taught you, uh, you know, how, how to do it, the basics. But then we have to find, you know, ourselves, you know, how how to improve the product and uh, how not to create exactly the same. So we basically did some redesign work. And then we talked with the manufacturers, few ma- different manufacturers. They gave us in China. No, in Pakistan, actually. Pakistan? Yeah. You called them, Skype? Skype them and uh, emails. And uh, and then we chose one which we still are actually working with this guy. And we have really good relationship. So mm-hmm. that's that's part of the uh, success as well, you know, to have a good relationship with, with your... Uh, what does that mean? You're getting terms? You're getting Give really good straight. terms. Yeah, you're getting good terms, so you don't have to I'm, pay up what you pay. I don't have to pay until the product is shipped to uh, to Amazon. Yeah. Normal terms are basically you up have front. to pay upfront thirty percent, and then seventy percent when the product is okay. re- ready. I don't usually pay this. So they just trust you now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It comes over your st- your product comes over from Pakistan on shipping container. Either on shipping. Con- so it comes over in a container, and then what? You hire some kind of import export company to get it through customs and over to the Amazon fulfillment center. Yeah, we have a comp- uh, company uh, in uh, LA that basically receives those products in their warehouses, and then they store them for as long as we want, and we just shipped uh, to Amazon whatever we required. How many? If if I required for a two month supply, three hundred pieces, I I just shipped. 300 pieces keep the the rest in a warehouse and do you do private and wholesaling stuff too uh yes i started actually two years ago the wholesale as well and uh so you guys didn't start with wholesaling you added it on because you saw the opportunity that's right because you had the skills already yeah it basically it it all it all snowballs so same with the arbitrage i wouldn't recommend people really to do that just because it's it's a it's a tireless slog. It's nonstop. Yeah, the margins aren't really there. Right? Yeah, for arbitrage, like it, the margins are in the ten percentish range, and it just wasn't worth the work at the time. Um, and it was nonstop, like from morning till night. As soon as a sale went through on Amazon, so you get paid every two weeks in Amazon now. Old accounts you get paid more often, but now it's every two weeks. So when a sale happens, you can see that it happened, but you don't get paid right away. So I would go online, I'd see or get an email say, "Oh, you sold something." I go right back to suppliers, buy equivalent amount of stuff nonstop, basically all day, all night. That's why I went from like $60 into the system, into the Amazon wow. stuff, okay, to $10,000 yeah. in 30 days in like it. four months. Um, and then we've got to like 220-something products in about six months. Wow. How many products are you managing now? A lot less. So <laughs> Okay. So those okay. products, uh, those were what was actually on sale. There was hundreds more uh, that we cycled through. Uh, but now, basically, there's uh, there's just a, a, a handful. Um, so there's uh, about probably about sixty to seventy total across a couple of different accounts. And then you're constantly looking for new opportunities. Nonstop. Do all your products fall into the same category, or are you across no. niches? Like no, they're all over. The they're place. all over the place. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And then Greg, that's the same for you too. With the wholesale, yeah, that we sell almost everything. We were just talking before we went kind of live here that. You have one consulting client left, so Amazon then allowed you to just. You're not doing engineering consulting anymore. You're. Uh, yeah, right now we just. Uh, I still have one customer that uh, I've been working with them for uh, many years, but. Who helps you? 
you do this, Brian, do you do this by yourself? No, Nick just asked you, you do this by yourself. Yeah. So, but, but Greg, you're with your daughter. Yeah. I'm with my daughter and we have two, uh, two VAs in Philippines. And this, you know, what's really cool about this is your daughter moved, yeah, this being in business with, so one of the reasons you said you started was to do something with your kids, right? Mm-hmm. So your daughter started doing this with you, which that alone, I think is, is pretty cool. And just the lessons that you've been able to teach her through this, but it's also allowed her to travel halfway across the world, live there and still be involved in this business mm-hmm. and have a business there. So complete flexibility for her as well. Yeah. That's the f- Where does she live? Right now she lives in New Zealand. But uh, last year she was in Fiji, but she traveled uh, a lot, a lot of places. She's managing this business because it doesn't matter yeah, where you are. Yeah, yeah. Or Greg's doing it all, and, and he's just not telling yeah. us. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she works a half hour a day, but Greg yeah, works she's just, for fourteen. She she sends me uh, you know nice pictures where you know from her office and yeah. you know a nice look, view. Look, Dad, look where I'm working. <laughs> and you're you're yeah, out yeah. of your basement staring at the yeah. electrical panel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen some of these pictures of the mountains <laughs> yeah. or, or the beach. Yeah. Like right now in New Zealand, it's beautiful, you know, and she can see you know nice mountains. During last summer, she went to, uh, uh, I think, for two months uh, to uh, Switzerland, and that was even better. <laughs> How was it training your VAs? Is that tough? On the beginning, you know, like my one of my VAs is uh, with uh, with us almost this June. It's going to be four years. Oh, wow. And then we hire his brother. Okay. And right now, we're probably going to hire another brother. <laughs> okay. It's like so a family. Basically, you're, you're it's like a fami- the whole family. family business, <laughs> yeah, you okay. know. So we just, uh, and they, they only work for us, you know. So basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow, that's, that's their, great. That's their yeah. full business, uh, full time business. And you, do you, are your VAs also the same situation? You're hiring the whole family? No, no, <laughs> no I'm, okay. I'm not using the same How VA. How rude anymore. of you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> But they, uh, so initially to give them a document base, this is what I want you to do, but there's always changes and better ways to work. We let, um, so the VA I was using, she suggested to me, hey, this is what you said to do, but I found this way to do it. I get the same result. Is it okay if I do this? And they were, uh, she was really good about, about doing that, kind of going on her own a little bit to say, this is faster. I'll do it this what way. What are some of the tasks of the VA, the research? Yeah. They're so, crunching numbers on opportunities. So they, they've, got, they've got the criteria. And they're looking for the product that fits, fits criteria. How many sales? Um, what's the competitor? What are the competitors look like? So we give them basically a whole list of criteria. If they fit, okay, put that on the list, and I'll and I'll vet that at the end. Okay, and then if the VA, but not only this, yeah, you just uh, like my my idea is always you know to learn the system yourself and then delegate. That's what we did with, uh, for example, with the customer service, mm-hmm. on a big because it takes a lot of time to. Uh, answer emails and, you know, talk with the customers, different issues, different things. I don't want to spend time, you know, doing this. So we we just learn ourselves how to do it and then get the VA to do it. And we have standard operating procedures that they follow, standard emails. And they're legit businesses. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and they just go and yeah. uh, do the no, business. Great. We talk all the time. We tell everybody who will listen, even in real estate. The value and everything is systems. Yeah. The idea itself of real estate by itself, it's not really that great without systems to find tenants yeah. and handle issues and, you know, find more properties. It's all about the systems. Every business, the values yeah. and the systems, it takes us so long to convince people of that. And you guys obviously get it. Um, but once the v- once someone has identified a new product opportunity, what, you call up Pakistan and say, hey, can you make this thing? Like it's with it's my, not far off. Yeah, <laughs> a lot much. of a lot of stuff is just even my supplier from uh, from Pakistan. He's just 
uh, he sent me catalogs, you know, from different com uh, companies, like from Belgium, and uh, you know, uh, and he said that oh, I can produce this for you, and then I just pick up and choose, and we can change colors, we can change different things, and uh, and work with him if I want Where to. Where does this all? So right now, this opportunity and and, and this opportunity is there. You think this opportunity is going to be around for a while? Big time. Yeah, this it's just going to grow. This, this is, is this is really the beginning. It might feel like. We've, sometimes it feels to me like, oh, I missed a boat. But then you look at some stats, and it's, what, 10% of all global sales are online, something like that. And this is this is growing. Like, uh, it, it, we're talking only I actually looked at some stats a while ago. I think it's even less. It, it's low. I think it's single digits. Yeah, mm -hmm. For us, because we're all kind of used to buying stuff online, kind of digital sure. savvy. But most people aren't. And my wife has to remind me Not of this on all my the time. Street. In my street, everyone's buying <laughs> off Amazon. The post guy at Christmas has a cart that he walks up the street with full of Amazon boxes. I kid you not. I That's think I was amazing. telling you guys this, That's right? That they load up the cart and it's full of Amazon boxes. Well, soon it's not going to be the postal guy. It's going to be an Amazon guy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because I, if you, I, I if get you Sunday deliveries now, which is kind wow. of weird. Have you guys been driving around Oakville and noticing cars like just a Honda Civic? This happened to me last night taking my daughter to dance. Full of Amazon boxes? Yeah. yeah those are like, I mean, floor to ceiling. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah full, like the wow. whole car, the whole back seat. Floor to ceiling is Amazon. Like if this guy, he was smoking a butt, this guy, if he rolled down accidentally the back window instead of his window to let the air, <laughs> no, these boxes would have come flying out onto the street. Have yeah. you, you guys have all seen these cars? First time I saw this was in uh, Detroit. Uh, a guy came into the hotel we were staying at with Amazon boxes. Like, hey, where, where did you come from? You're not a UPS or FedEx guy? Mm -hmm. No, I'm with Amazon. Oh. Yeah, that's how they're delivering. Yep. They're employing all these Have you guys also gotten the way. calls from them? I've had calls from them basically saying, hey, I'm not like, because they've come to Rockstar before, but on a Sunday when we're not here. And wow. then they realize, I guess, that it's a business. And they're calling saying, hey, I got to drop off this box. I got to drop it off. Well, right they get now. paid you, by, by the parcel or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, if, if it's a non-delivery. The well, guy they, was they kind of upset, but I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm not I'm not there. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to. But he called me three times. I didn't, I didn't answer my phone. But then after three calls, I finally listened to the voicemail. And this guy was just in a panic. Wow. But uh, so I called him back and said, hey, man, it's Sunday. There's no one there. Well, Amazon's got this shipping with Amazon that's coming out. They're going to be competing quite seriously, I think, with uh, FedEx and UPS. Yeah, so what's so that? that? You can pick it up. They'll pick it up from your business. Where are they launching it? There's a few cities they're launching it first, right? Yeah, there's like 20 cities, I think, oh, or so 21 cities in the, across the U.S. mostly, it looks like. Yeah, so they'll pick, they'll, they'll pick up your package as well. Essentially, they're mm -hmm. they're like a, a FedEx or a UPS. Yeah. Because they built out this not just the distribution centers. So they, sorry, they the, like I buy a pack. I buy uh, uh, something from Lululemon. Courier service. Yeah. They'll go and pick it up at Lululemon, and dry. I don't know what that. They'll pick it up if you're. Let's say you have Tom's Hardware Store, and you have a wrench. You sell a wrench, and you have to ship it someplace. You can get Amazon to to come pick up that order and ship it to the person that bought it for you. So they're your online shipping delivery service. Is that, is that am I, I'm probably yeah. butchering it, but it's something it, like that. It looks like the details have been pretty thin from them, but it makes sense that that's what's going to happen. They, they don't want people to use the uh, Amazon warehouses as a storage unit. They don't want people to use their warehouse as a regular warehouse. They just want it to be very short term to turn over the product. And so the more they can push that kind of thing off to you. So they've realized that's their, that's their barrier to growth. Basically, they can't fill these warehouses and, and, and handle all well, that inventory. Last year, I forget how many tens of millions of square feet of storage space that they added last year, and it's nowhere near enough. Like they're multiplying our storage fees uh, for, for our goods in FBA warehouses because they don't want us to use it as, as storage, especially mm -hmm. around Christmas. And yeah, every Q4 six months, is very expensive. It's crazy. 
So, so there's a rock star member who works at Amazon. I won't share his name right now because mm -hmm. secretly we're working behind the scenes to get a tour of the Amazon uh, warehouse. That's they don't right. do tours. They're just wow. opening them up. I'm hoping we get that soon. I want to see the little robots moving oh, on the shelves cool. all around. Yeah. But, uh, wow. Cool. Okay. So that's coming. And then have you guys heard about, I, I was desperately trying to find this news article where Amazon is test piling like a, uh, a cubed box service or something. They branded it where these university and college students in the U.S., you, they don't have to tell Amazon what they want. Amazon just ships them a box oh, we, of Oh, we were stuff. just talking about Greg was telling me about this. Yeah, like have you heard of this? Yeah. And then what you don't want, you put back in the box and Amazon will take it mm -hmm. away and then it learns through its algorithms That's what crazy. you like and don't like and then it just starts, it basically knows more about you than you know about you yeah. and just starts telling you when you need... Toothpaste and toilet paper. Aggressive no? company. Can you imagine when, like, AI. that's weird though to me when toothpaste, toothpaste and toilet paper just starts arriving at your house saying, <laughs> "We've determined that your house needs toothpaste." And well, here's guys, the toilet. And you know what? You guys are going through a lot of toilet paper these days. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have an, an Echo, the, the Alexa device? No, I've, I've got a Google Home. Okay, so when you set up, I maybe Google. It's really strange that you have a Google Home <laughs> with doing stuff through Amazon. So much stuff that we do for the business is is in Google. Mm -hmm. So oh, I just got it. So it's yeah, more same ecosystem. Yeah. I got one just because of the popularity in the States. I was like, okay, let's try this thing out. And when you're setting it up, and I'd imagine Google's probably similar because the way it works, as you guys know, is th that thing alone doesn't actually have any processing power. So any request, it goes to like a central Amazon computer. So when you set it up, it basically gives you this big disclaimer about how it can be listening to your conversations, whether it, you know, whether you're asking it yeah. something or not. And it's just they're totally eavesdropping on everyone's life to see what they're talking about, what they're buying, I, you know, and then they're just going to start shipping it to you. I would totally I wouldn't put it past them. I'm not saying that that's what they're doing. Well, yeah, we, have an Alexa, we have an Alexa and it's freaky when Alexa speaks because it thinks it heard its name. Yeah, and then yeah it'll that just happens like, sometimes. Yeah. That just freaks me right out. Yeah. These boxes are supposed to be smart enough to do a little bit of filtering so that they know if you say like, OK, Google versus something else. So they're not supposed to be sending everything off. Who knows if that's yeah you know, exactly? Mm -hmm. Who knows? It's going to be an. I mean, yeah. and it's moving faster and faster, right? So Amazing. this whole online space you guys are playing in. Oh gosh. What about like what's the biggest? So here's the, there's the like you know the technical side of it. But what about you were frustrated, right? So you were frustrated your job, Greg. You were you were getting to a breaking point as well, right? What's been the biggest? I guess you know difference for you guys in running this because the the downside of of running this side of business for yourself is that. It, you know, it ultimately it falls on your shoulders. So if your products aren't selling or something like it's, it's up to you, your VA is not going to be like, well, we got to make sure that we, you know, we're making enough money for Brian's family or Greg's family. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what's the, what's been the challenges and what's been the upside for you guys compared to the situations you came from that you wanted to get out of? I, I think the biggest challenge that I've seen overall and a big picture is there isn't a lot of help for people doing this, especially in Canada. There's, there's courses out there but a lot of them are U.S.-based. U.S.-based, yeah. There's a handful that might be U.K.-based, but uh, there's very little for Why for does Canada. that matter? Our our laws, our shipping costs, everything here is a little different than the States. We're not we're not quite the same. There's only a handful of, a couple of warehouses here for FBA, for example. Even, even setting up a business, yeah. we... Uh, Incorporating. It's, 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 it's a different story. And, but you are selling into the States, too. So yes. you just mean there's some stuff that effects well we yeah we sell primarily in fact into the states just because of the uh, it's, it's a bigger market and they buy more online as a percentage it seems than, than canadians do by a good margin um but we just find this any anything we need help with um taxation uh, accounting 
Like people yeah, here currency, don't really get currency it. Currency exchange. Currency exchange. Currency yeah. Wow. This is a nonstop thing that, that we have trouble you're getting with. Because you paid ba- in banking. American dollars. Yeah. But yeah. based on currency fluctuations, that could be good or a bad thing. That's right. Not only American dollars. We also, because we, we sell in Europe as well. So mm-hmm. in British pounds, in Euro. Yeah, so currency, yeah. just currency management has become an issue. Yeah. Not an issue. Around. It's, a pro, it's, it's just, all it's the time something. something. Yeah, yeah, just something you got to pay attention yeah. to. Typical business typical problem. Typical business stuff. I, I'd say once a week, we probably talk to each other, each other about like a new bank account that's available that might have less expensive uh, fund transfers, or maybe they have a better rate of exchange. Something comes up pretty. Well, I thought you were going to say close. once a week you talk to each other just a bitch, bitch complain about <laughs> well, stuff. Well, we do pretty well. Business <laughs> owners. But yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of stuff is just even from Amazon side. Is uh, there is so many things are changing over the years. They change the algorithm mm-hmm. uh, at least two, three times a year, and we have to adopt. Constantly. You know, it's just basically. Yeah. Oh, that's the com- nature of business, yeah. though, right? Yeah. I've, uh, and so with all these things changing and you guys are, you know, engineer type guys that like processes and systems and all that stuff. I mean, I know the, uh, you know, I guess there's kind of like a, you know, a little bit of a leading question. It's not meant to be, but obviously you, you preferred what you're doing now versus what you guys were doing before. I mean, before we started, yeah. I think you said you could never go into an office on a daily basis again, right? No, I've only had to drive in traffic maybe a handful of times in the last <laughs> couple of years. And just, you know, the, the few minutes extra in traffic just drove me crazy. Just a yeah, couple of weeks yeah. ago, we went to a, a trade show in Toronto. We went to sit in traffic, and it's just a good reminder. I don't yeah, want to yeah. do this again. No thanks. And we we were looking at the people that they had to drive to uh, the office in Toronto. Completely it's different. funny how quickly you go from like just shuddering at the idea of driving in traffic. Well, it's the norm for so yeah. long. It's the yeah. norm, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and then we, if you have to do it like one day, if anyone asks us, hey, can you meet me like in Etobicoke? You know, mm-hmm. we live in Oakville, Etobicoke at 9 a.m. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Crazy. We're going to do that. Greg probably doesn't know this, but when we went to the trade show, we were like, oh, it's all it's on Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I think we we're busy on the Saturday. And I'm like, well, maybe the Sunday. And he's like, oh, how about, how about Monday? I thought maybe we could go Monday. I'm like, thinking to myself, there's traffic on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> there's no yeah, one yeah. around on Sunday. Yeah, you just avoid. I find even just doing any chore now is just all around uh, against the trend oh, of when everyone else will do it. Yeah, and it's because, especially around the Toronto area, traffic's gotten, over the last few years, traffic's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. noticeably worse. Just, just yeah. I don't know, more cars, more people, combination of both, more spread out. Maybe it's everything, but it's yeah. definitely what, worse. What about your families? They're obviously happy with this, or do they think it's a sustainable thing? Or like, what, what do they think? We, I'm I'm actually right now like a housewife, <laughs> basically sitting. <laughs> you just never leave home. Yeah, never leave home. Your wife wants home. to get you out of the house. Yeah, yeah, I got upgraded from the basement to uh, one of the bedrooms that uh, my daughter uh, had. Oh, so that's why that's why you got to travel. Get so out of right, here. So right now I have a window at least that I can look, uh, you know, out. But uh, you know, you're just uh, sitting at home and cooking dinner. And <laughs> it's funny how life changes. It's cool that you guys know each other. Uh, because we, we always talk about this, that business, being a business owner is a very lonely life. It is. Yeah. You yeah. know, and no one really knows that. Mm-hmm. And when you know, and that's the cool thing about Rockstar is that o- overall, we've brought a lot of real estate investors together, a lot of business owners together that yeah. we can all kind of bitch and complain it about stuff. Yeah, you can you help know, each other. Helps. Like how you guys help just the little tidbits of stuff. It makes a big difference, yeah, right? Sometimes just one comment is enough. Oh, totally, yeah. Just to know it someone else is going through your pain. Yeah. Like, you know, and then Brian, what about your family? They are, were you also upgraded out of the basement? I'm or are you still, still in the basement. basement? <laughs> You're still, still in the basement. basement. I got three little Keep kids. Keep working, so. Brian. Keep <laughs> working. 
So you're in the basement out of strategy. You, you close to, the door and you hide. You have to give yourself a race. You know, just go up. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try. The kids are all up there, so it's, uh, it's but all taken. Guys, I have to take off quick. I have that other inter- sure. quick interview yeah. I got to do. So I'll talk to you guys after. Yeah, but Brian. You. So your wife and she's like, like, how's your immediate family? Think what do they think of this? Uh, I'm, I think I've, I've always been the kind of like the Chandler Bing of the family. They don't really know exactly what I do. <laughs> they yeah. they never really did. I, it was hard to explain to them the tech stuff that I did. Um, even 20 years ago, connecting to the internet, I was telling Greg about this. Like I tried to explain the internet to my parents or connecting to bulletin board services and dial up and like bulletin board services. <laughs> you really are dating yourself. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so they're. I don't think they, they understand exactly. I, I, it's fun to hear my wife try to explain what did I do, what, what it is that I do. So she, I, I think she was trying to explain to a neighbor uh, a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, he designs stuff, he makes it in China, goes on a boat, and then he sells it in the States. And then confusion kind of happens. Like, okay, uh, how does it yeah, get here? Yeah, no how do you sell it. it? Do you have a store? Like, my kids don't fully get it. They know that daddy has a store, but it's not exactly a store. Store. A virtual store. Yeah, they don't really get it. Like, yeah, I love I love those moments. You know, when we started the whole Rockstar thing, we started a membership. I, I, I heard people try to explain our business like they kind of teach some real estate stuff and mm-hmm. then they work with people who buy properties, but they never said that we were like a real estate broker. You know, like <laughs> it was always just this like, and we, we prefer not to be considered that, you know, that we run this thing and it's yeah. fun. I, I enjoy it when people can't figure out how you live and work yeah. and make money at, yeah. at first it was kind of um it, it was hard to be able to explain to somebody what it is that i do and, and like not have something to tell them like you know uh before i say oh, i manage it operations like that's pretty straightforward now it's a societal norm that's how you answer the question but right? now it's it's kind of like well i make stuff in china i travel to overseas uh i resell stuff um, just say I have an online business. I just kind of boil it down. Usually, it's just an online business or online distribution. The same as w- when we went to uh, to Toronto uh, to the trade show, and people were asking us, you know, do you have a store? No, we have a line online distribution. Why? Because sorry, what? Tra- so you went to a trade show for what? Finding products, finding distributors, okay. and uh, different is that, ideas. Is that why you went to China last spring? No, spring. You went to China. Was it spring or summer? Yeah, last year so we went three, three times. Three times because yeah. you're looking for product, new manufacturers, new new products, trends, new products, yeah. new trends, products. Trends, products. Yeah, so okay. here in Toronto, that when's was, the next time you're going to China? You told me, and I forgot. It uh, looks like it's going to be the end of August. End of August, you're going again this year. Yeah, and you're going to take people again. We'll take people this year. Yeah. You're going to take people again. Yeah. That's the cool thing that we haven't brought up is that, and we feel very fortunate, guys, that you guys, you're here today because right after this, you're teaching a class here at Rockstar to Rockstar members about e-commerce and using Amazon as a platform to build a business. And we're forever grateful for that. Uh, you have no idea. Like the fact that you guys have gone and figured this out and now sharing it with Rockstar members and that's something we can offer as a class here. That's like fulfilling a kind of dream for us. Because we started this business not with the intent to just be about real estate, but to really help people live life on their terms and mm-hmm. open up opportunities and yeah. how to do that. And real estate happened to be one of the mechanisms where we can make it a business because we had our real estate licenses mm-hmm. while we were working in software. And we thought, oh, we'll quit our jobs and we'll make some yeah. money out of this and we can help people. But it was never about selling properties, like ever. Even mm-hmm. though we own a brokerage now, that's secondary to us other yeah. than helping people do what they want to do. Um, so to see you guys now doing that, that's kind of complete circle for us. Like that is huge. 
So thank you. We're really thankful for, for the opportunity. I can't thank you enough that uh, it gives us a chance to get in front of people to let them know kind of that this is possible, that it's there. It's, it's not just something that you know, other people are just doing. That's what you, I love. You can this do is it. Canadian. Yeah, the, opportuni- the opportunity is so big that uh, we, we talk with Brian many, many times. And, you know, that was the idea already from the beginning mm-hmm. last year. Yeah that we would like to share this information yeah. with, with a cons- lot of people. You're still considering launching your own training for people around this stuff yes. shortly, right? I know we're yeah. going to be talking about that, and we'll let everybody know about that when the time's right. But yeah. sooner yeah. than later, are we going to leave it as that time frame? Soon. Yeah, the idea, the idea is uh, to uh, launch this very soon. We have already, uh, uh, you know, what we would like to do. and But this is uh, going, uh, you know, a little bit more deeper with the local community mm-hmm. because what we found uh, w- what's going on in this sp- uh, like a virtual space there is a lot of gurus uh, all over the place most of the time is just you know they are they are somewhere in the US or who knows where and you don't really know who they are and you don't meet with them you know on a regular basis we would like to create something something local mm-hmm. that uh, you know we, we can meet you know, physically, we can uh, know each other, we can help each other, creating, building businesses. And, you know, it, that's that's where they, we have to, I think, grow the middle class, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just help help to, to do this. Yeah. There, there's a benefit we found in, in, uh, in being in front of the other person, being able to sit down for a few minutes and talk about issues. It, it seems you can really figure it out faster. And I'm I'm used to online stuff. I spent my life, you know, doing online things, yeah. like building things online. But there's still no, I think, uh, there's you really... Learn. You, you learn. learn a lot. You learn a lot. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People's body language and, and just the details you get from someone being right in front of you. Totally. For some reason, it's still not the same as, as being online. It's just not. Yeah. Uh, and that's something we, we want to really focus but on. But there is a power in a group, you know, because everyone will bring something Agreed. else yeah, to, to, to the mm-hmm. table. And we learn from each other. Yeah. Like even uh, us as a as a duo, is is a completely uh, game changer. So when you guys do do that, let's make a commitment now. We'll bring you back on this podcast and talk about what you're doing and that to let everybody. You know, could, you know. Uh, I think there's just such a huge need for all of us helping each other to yeah. Yeah. even open yeah, up opportunities because you might not like the way I look at you guys I was telling my son the other day is that hey I want you at some point I'm going to get you to sit in front of Greg and Brian because even if you're not going to launch your own Amazon store I just want you to know that's an opportunity yes. to make money yeah. in your life yeah. even if you don't use it know about it because just knowing about it can not only give you peace of mind it might ultimately give you freedom if you choose that path Yeah, and um it's amazing. A, it's amazing. It's amazing. People right? don't, don't know what what's in the front of them until they see the yeah. whole picture. Yeah. Even when we explain uh, during the two classes here, it's just a, it's a completely eye opener. You know, yeah. just uh, when you go in, into the store, it just changes your perspective. Mm-hmm. You know how you look at things. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. how the things are created, and you know how you can help yourself to build a business and you know like right now comparing 10 years ago to create a new business is it's a completely different way completely yeah, yeah it's and, and it, we have to adapt to those new new uh, ideas new ways of you know building the business and it's it's much easier 
the crazy part is I think these trends are going to accelerate yeah. and those who don't adapt into learning some of these quote unquote new skills will unfortunately be left behind. I, I truly believe okay. that because the yep. things that you guys are doing are going to decimate a lot of other businesses. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean that's just the natural course of life, right? Yeah. And some of these big changes are really going to have major impacts on the way, the availability of different jobs. I mean, For sure. we haven't even talked about mm -hmm. some of the artificial intelligence that yeah. can go oh, into yeah. this kind of stuff and the algorithms. Yeah. That's maybe a time for an, uh, what you guys are looking at each other. Yeah, we just were talking I know. before we we came in here. <laughs> I know, and we're digging into, yeah. A yeah. AI is a game changer, um, even for like a product selection. Um, there's a lot of uh, algorithms out there already to help uh, pick uh, winning winning products. And the smarter that these algorithms get, the smarter, maybe they're not all called AI, but they're all algorithms in a computer of some kind. And the smarter they get and the faster they get, the more profitable you can become. It, it's going to be it's Were you be at really this last event that we did last Saturday, yeah. two mm -hmm. Saturday, last yeah, Saturday where we talked about AI oh, yeah. and that that South Korean company put that algorithm on its board of directors with equal voting rights? That's, that's still just shot. That yeah, blew crazy. my brain. You know, you... Oh. It's crazy for us today, but it's it's almost like, you know, if, if you told a caveman that you can fly in an airplane, it just seems like magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 10 years from now, it'll that's be kind of what, deal. That's kind of what I feel like mm -hmm. is happening right now with some of the AI stuff. It looks like magic to us if we're not in the industry to see what's possible. Yeah, got it. Okay, so... Uh, but, Brian, you, you know, even, even uh, looking at uh, what's magical about creating a, a business, like mm -hmm. online business, like 10, 15 years ago, it was only available. This option was only available for big companies with a lot of money uh, available to to create a business like that. And a lot of risk. Yeah, a lot of risk as yeah. well. Right now, with the really minimum capital, you can start a business. Huge opportunity. The yes. next yeah. ten, I really believe the next ten years. It's freaky. I believe the next ten years is really important for real estate in this particular area of Toronto. I, I believe that mm -hmm. it's going mm -hmm. to yeah. get so populated in here that the price of properties will really get out of reach for many people. Yeah. But at the same time, there's this whole other trend online mm -hmm. in e-commerce that over the next 10 years, you're either going to put a stake in the ground and kind of own some of that space or yeah. you're not. And in so many ways, there's so many opportunities in front of us. I want to ask yeah. you guys something because I know we got to wrap because people are arriving for this class. But um, if looking back 10 years ago to yourself in your corporate life, what would you tell yourself now? Like, would you tell yourself, hey, Brian, Greg, you know, don't worry, just quit your job and you're going to figure it out? Or like, what is there any advice you'd go back and give yourself about any concerns or frustrations that you were having? You will be frustrated every single day, you know, and just uh, that's that's only the change. Uh, day is changing. But I remember when I was, uh, you know, I became a manager of engineering. I was so proud of myself. But then right now, we just, uh, I'm looking at this and, uh, and I even I said to myself that, you know, if I can, if I can work in this position or uh, this kind of job, you know, for the rest of my life, you know, we'll, we'll, I will be happy. But, uh, you know, times are changing and we have to adapt to it. And when I, when I look at, uh, you know, some people that, you know, basically rely and they put them s uh, their own life in somebody else's hands. Mm -hmm. It's just it's really risky. Mm -hmm. Single point of failure. Yeah. 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 Brian, similar for you. It's a great question. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I, I would I would probably tell myself to look at what the real risks are. 
One is if you only have one job, one source of income, like you said, it's mm. a single point of failure. And two, put yourself 20 years in the future and look back. And can you get to that 20 year point? Like, what does it look like 20 years from now? Can you get there by doing what you're doing now? You know, the very highest point of what you're doing now. So if a uh, Linux system admin, okay, and became a manager, okay. Then what if you're the VP or the director? Are you, can you get to where you want to be? If you can't, start acting right now so that you can be where you want to be. And what is it that's most important? Is it like a big bank account? Do you want to be like Scrooge McDuck and, and jump in a pile of money? Is that, is that all it's, what it's about? Because you quickly figure out that, that, that it's not. Um, like I went from, I worked for a bank. I was always told, you know, go where the money is. Don't do that. <laughs> go, go where you can, you can have a life as well as make a living. It doesn't have to be your own company, but I now looking back, that's the place where you'll most likely have the freedom to really do what you want. Cool. Thanks, guys. We feel honored to have cross paths. Really kind of special that you guys met uh, the way you did for, for you know, it's, yeah, it's right really here. just a great story. So uh, thanks for doing the class. Thanks for sharing your story today. And uh, we'll pick this up again and do round two of this at <laughs> some point. So really appreciate thank you. this. Thank guys. you. Appreciate yeah, thank it. You. All right. Thank you. Okay, it's Tom Kradza, guys. Hope you really enjoyed that talk. As I mentioned, like we're just thrilled to work with people like Greg and Brian. The whole Rockstar Inner Circle membership has just been more than we could have ever dreamed of at this point. If you want to learn more about um, becoming a Rockstar member or what it's all about, rockstarinnercircle.com has a lot of different resources and blog posts and links to our YouTube channel and videos. Um, we have a, f a few free books now that we give away on that sub uh, on that website, the digital versions of those books. You can learn more in general about what the, what, uh, the Rockstar Inner Circle is about. But if you want to uh, cut straight to the chase and, and uh, get a summary of, of what uh, the membership is all about, if you go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash member you'll uh, you'll learn all about it so hope we hopefully enjoyed this episode guys we're going to be doing a lot more um of this i just said guys i think i should be saying guys and gals everyone just say everyone hope hopefully enjoyed that everyone um but uh um we're gonna be doing a lot more of this kind of episode going uh going forward where we share people's journeys and their stories of you know how they went from where they were to the place they really wanted to be whether that involves you know quitting your job and starting a whole other journey or just enhancing your career and kind of making your career adapt to living life on your terms the way you want your career to be in a corporate job whatever it is it doesn't matter we are going to do more of these episodes we're thrilled these are the kinds of things that gets us gets us excited so until next time your life your terms <laughs>